right. All right. We are here for week five of the Home Field Advantage podcast. This is Big Mo with you, with uh, Action Jackson on the line. Action, you there? I'm, I'm here, Big Mo. What is going on? Well, uh, not a whole lot. And uh, as you can tell, I'm a little bit down today because we we had a bit of a rough weekend this this past week. Uh, unfortunately, let's uh, let's start with our, our Arkansas Razorbacks, who we had very high hopes for coming into the weekend. But you know, for the 16th consecutive year, those hopes were dashed. Definitely dashed. A very uh, very difficult game. I mean, a real roller coaster. I couldn't ask for a worse way to start. And. Uh, uh, one of the positives that I can take away is that crowd in the third quarter was just absolutely nuts. So give a big shout out to all the 75,000 plus that were there. Uh, you know, it, there's, it's, it's so tough against Alabama. It just seems like when you when you have them right where you want them, then it's big play after big play after big play, and then the game's over. And uh, I don't know what your thoughts were on it, but uh, – Coach, he called no. him the onside kick. I got to give credit to Coach Pittman for the for the onside onside kick. It was executed beautifully. And for a moment, I just thought, man, we right back in this thing. And a few minutes later, we're we're down twenty plus, and all hope is gone. Yeah, I have to agree with you on the crowd. Uh, uh, to me, that's just about the only bright spot. The crowd was definitely into it from the get-go. Uh, you could tell a lot of people were believing that we could pull it off. I was believing. I wasn't there, but I, I was believing. My general sense of, among you know family and friends who were watching the game was that there was a lot of genuine belief that we could pull off the upset against Alabama. And uh, so it, it wasn't the, the crowd's fault. This, this wasn't a, a motivation or, or a spirit issue. Um, for, I mean, for me, that's about where the positives end. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to let you kind of take, take over a lot of this description of this game because I have a lot of negative thoughts. I mean, I really do. I, it's, well, it's hard to be – you know, I just want to start with, I have to say it, when, when they lose their, their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, that's that's a prime opportunity to beat Alabama. You're, they're playing on the road. You got him at home, and then they lose their quarterback. And, and we just absolutely could not stop the run. I mean, it's like we were playing with seven seven defenders to their eleven. How does a guy find a hole not once but twice for a you know sixty seventy plus yard run for a touchdown? It's it's just uh, you know. I mean, it's it's not like you ran you won a foot race to the end zone. I mean, it's two seventy two yarders. Well, I'll check the stats here. A 72 and a 76 yarder. That's two two runs for more than for for more than 70 yards for a touchdown. And it's it's you basically every time we tried to fight back, we just gave them something. We just gave them a, a just just absolute gift. 
uh, which which was extremely demoralizing, extremely. And, and you know, one other one other thing that I can say, you know, I, I don't know if it's a positive or not, but we didn't take a halftime. I, I don't know if on the television broadcast you, you were made aware of it, but they practiced during halftime. They ran wind sprints at the other end of the field during halftime. I did not see that. I did not notice field. that. They didn't. Hmm. They didn't take any time off. There was no resting period, and I mean, I, and I, I think at the beginning of the third quarter, you could tell that our legs were already back under us. You know, when the when the combat came, but playing against Alabama, you can't get behind. You can't make mistakes. Capitalize on mistakes. You pick Bryce Young off on the on the first drive and do nothing with it. I know we started yeah. on our one yard line, but you got to take advantage of that. You uh, you know, you have a, a new quarterback coming in. You can't give him any gifts, and what happens? A punt return inside the 10. Most teams are going to score inside the 10 on any defense, especially our defense. And, you know, you make the kid look like a hero. And, you know, the upset was on the table. I mean, you know, the rest of you, like you said, Big Mo, it was perfect. The quarterback goes out. Uh, the crowd jumps back in it. We scored 23 unanswered. Got them backed up. This is where the game changed, and it's always one play with Alabama. You can always pinpoint it. Back up on their own end of the field, third and 14. Got them backed up in no man's land. We missed one key tackle, and the quarterback runs for 77 yards to the two-yard line. And our spirit was broke after that. There was no no coming back. And, and, you know, now looking forward to Mississippi State, might have to go with this one without KJ. And so I really don't know what to expect. Uh, I, I mean, if, if I had a game ball on defense, I, I got to split it because McLaughlin picked off the Heisman quarterback on a on tip pass. And, uh, and and Drew Sanders still had 12 tackles and, and one sack. And he, now he leads, leads the nation in, in, in sacks uh, you know, by himself as of Saturday when the game ended. Uh, so I don't know what it is now. I'm sure somebody might have tied him, but he he was uh you know he you know, was number one. Uh, uh, not very many bright spots. I mean, there's not. I mean, we don't have to play Alabama again. So yeah, I, mean, I guess that that is a bright spot. It, for me, I, th- I think it's 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 more of a psychological thing at this point, where they're really in our heads and they just ha- really have our number. And and you you get like that. Obviously, you can ask uh, Michigan fans that about Ohio State. How many years in a row did uh, did Ohio State beat Michigan? And they're supposed to be more similarly, uh, uh, you know, on the similar uh, plateau or the similar level uh, with each other, uh, even more so than Arkansas and Alabama. And and but but Ohio State just had their number, and it's the same type thing. Um, but w- what really g- gets me, and and uh, you know the stat that stands out to me is Alabama actually outscored us by more after Bryce Young left the game. I'm, I'm sorry that they, they actually they actually beat us. They 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 outscored us. They beat us after Bryce Young left the game. I wouldn't say I don't think it was by more. But uh, but we actually lost ground to him. In other words, the, the lead got bigger when he left the game, not smaller. It wasn't like he built up a lead for them and then they hung on. They actually extended their lead for a 23-point victory without their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. That's what's demoralizing. 
that's what's really demoralizing. And and you mentioned Drew Sanders. Uh, they they show one of the things I did say on the on the TV there was they actually isolated his play. He made several missed tackles. I think particularly on those seventy yard runs. I'm sorry, not Drew Sanders. Bumper pool. Bumper. It was bumper pool. Bumper pool had a tough game. I'm sorry, Drew, you know, Drew Sanders. Uh, but but bumper pool. They they basically. I don't know if it was just kind of bad luck, but he got caught up in a pile on a few of those uh, plays that that they ran for a, a touchdown, and it was a it's a tough game for him, you know. But those are the games when it's not just one or two plays. They scored forty nine points. Okay, that's that's not one or two plays. That's that's just flat out getting your tail whipped by a team without i mean again they played most of the game without their quarterback and they still scored 49 points we can't let that happen we got we got to take a a good cold look in the mirror and say you know are, are we going to compete and actually be a national championship caliber team because i can tell you the texas longhorns they gave alabama a heck of a game when they came down to Austin and, and Alabama was real lucky to, to walk out with a win. And I'm here to tell you, Arkansas is a better team. And anyone who disagrees with that, you can, you can log off of the podcast right now, but uh, Arkansas is a better team than, than, than Texas. So, you know, you've got to play your best. We played, we played our worst and, and, you know, yeah, Alabama also, Give credit to them. They play good, too. But you've got to play your best. You make it easier. for Alabama's. If you give them anything, they're going to run with it. And they did. They took advantage of our mistakes. But what I wanted to see on this Saturday is I wanted to see Arkansas come out and play their best. And whether they come up short or not, that's fine. That's what we saw last year. Last year, the score was, was uh, I believe, 40-42. Am I right? Something we we lost by a touchdown. We lost by a touchdown, yeah. So, and and there was a lot of positives. That's one of the reasons people were so excited about this game. And and the thing is, when you play, well, actually, when you play any team, let me go put a disclaimer out there. When you play any team, if you're Arkansas, you have to play a four-quarter game. You can't play a one-quarter game. The only quarter that we won was the third quarter. Alabama had minus one yard of offense in the third quarter to mm-hmm. our 130 something. But we were so far behind that, you know, it was just like giving us a little bit of a false hope. When I seen that stat, I was like, wow, they had minus one yard in the third quarter. Well, here we go. Let's go win the fourth. We can beat these guys. And, you know, within the first three or four minutes of the fourth, those hopes were dashed because they ran, you know, basically three plays. And now they're up, you know, you know, again by twenty, and just it was very, very demoralizing. Uh, you know, we we got a lot to work on. Uh, I mean, I think the I think the offense can play with anybody, but that that defense, and I'm a defensive guy, big Mo, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, I know they're making changes at practice, putting faster guys at corner. Uh, sure, coach, you know. Switch the chess pieces around. Do whatever you got to do because now our, our, we're back into a corner, and and now we're almost in a in a a place in week in week six where this is like a must win. You yeah. almost feel like you have to go to Starkville and win. 
Uh, oh yeah, and, I think we do. I think we do. And, and that's and that's not a place that you want to go with that much pressure on your shoulder. Like I've already alluded to, with maybe without your your starting quarterback. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no assurance right now that KJ's even going to play. So, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, how much heart do these guys have? That's what we're going to find out Saturday. Does, does, does Arkansas have any heart left, or did Texas A&M rip it out? That, that's my question. I think that's right. I mean, it's um, it's one of the things that you you got to live with when you play in the SEC. It's just week after week. That's what these other conferences don't get and I, I love my nc state wolfpack i don't want to talk much about them because they came up short against clemson in a similar really type a situation <laughs> i know it was tough it was tough but that I, I will say this it's a whole different scenario with nc state and clemson playing the acc you play one tough game you get two or three easy games and then you get another tough game it's, it's so much easier when you get some weeks in between there to build up to that big game and basically get your mojo back going against some of these easier opponents. In the SEC, you don't get that. It's Texas A&M. Then it's Alabama. Then it's Mississippi State. Then it's you know Auburn, Ole Miss, LSU, et cetera, et cetera. And as you saw, even the – even, there really aren't any easy games. If you don't believe it, just ask the Georgia Bulldogs how easy it was oh, uh, when, when they went into Columbia, Missouri this past weekend and asked them how easy that game was. Because that was supposed to be easy. They really should have lost. They really should have oh, lost. Yeah. I mean, they, they were they were beat for three quarters. And I'm still shocked they pulled it out. I mean, like, it, was, it was just uh, it's just one of those things. that Georgia's a good enough football team. So apparently they can play one quarter of football and still win. Arkansas is not on that no. level. We have to come out no. and play a complete game no. every Saturday. And, you know, and that's the difference. And and you wouldn't think that the difference is that, that big a gap. But there's yeah. still that big a gap. Now, is Sam Pittman getting it going in the right direction? I believe he is. Oh, I, yeah. I have full, no, this I have wouldn't, full faith yeah. in, in the man. And, and if this, this wasn't on Sam because if Sam was throwing in the towel – you would have never seen an onside kick against Alabama. Oh, yeah. Never. Oh, no. Man, no man. Yeah, Sam, like said, he did all he could. Was, uh, I, I, can't, I can't blame him. Uh, I didn't like some of the offensive play calling. And we don't have mm-hmm. to stick any more force than the defense right now. The defense just got to prove to me that, uh, yeah. that they belong right now because uh, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, you know, Mississippi State's got to be licking their chops because Will Rogers threw 45 passes last week. I don't think he's going to come out and want to just absolutely carve us up. We better figure out how to get to the quarterback this week like we have been, or it's going to be a long day Saturday. I agree. I agree. But like you said, at least we're not playing Alabama. And, um, <laughs> you know, we'll uh, – We'll see what we've got. We definitely have a lot to prove, and um, uh, there's certainly nobody patting their back uh, in, in Fayetteville right now. So that, that could be a you good thing. We really have a lot going is. for us. Because, I mean, I mean, you can testify all the years that we watched sports. Those 11 o'clock home games just seem like nightmares for the home team. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the case Saturday uh, when we when we roll into Starkville. Uh, I mean, that running game uh, is it, still – uh, it's still nasty for Arkansas. Oh yeah, uh, 
you know, we racked up yeah. almost 200 yards on the ground against Alabama's defense. So, yeah. uh, you know, that wasn't against their number two defense. That was against their, their ones. Will Anderson yeah. was still in the game when, when Kay Fortin came in. So we were still moving the ball against Alabama's defense. So I, I, think, I don't think we'll have any problem moving the ball on anybody. And, How many and, stops and, can we get Saturday? That's the key. Yeah. That's why it's important, I think, to, to get the lead. And it, it really, I think that's why the laws hurt so much, is you wonder when are you going to have a better opportunity? Alabama comes into town. You, you've already got a good team. You know you've got a good team. You just beat Cincinnati to open the season. You know you can play good football. And you, 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 the quarterback goes down the first half, you know, not to ever, you know, root for somebody to get injured, but – it was an opening for Arkansas. It was an opening. And also they started the game. We started the game with a red zone interception, which is a complete game. It can be a game changer. If we take that down to the house and score a touchdown after we get the interception, that's a 14-point swing to start the game. And plus you add the, uh, of course, home field advantage. And then plus you add the, the injury situation with Alabama's quarterback. You have to ask yourself, when are we going to get this chance to beat them again? If we couldn't beat them then with, with a pretty strong team, how many more years is it going to be? That's what's kind of deflating about it. Oh, but anyway, let's, 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 let's move off of this. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm not going to – I don't think we should give out – go ahead. The, the forever optimist of me uh, even said after the game, I don't know if we'll ever beat them. That's how I feel. I don't know if we'll ever beat these guys. Surely we will, but go out there and prove it to me because after Saturday, I'm yeah. like, man, we might not ever beat these guys. Uh, hey, hey know, we... I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, we can move on to Mississippi State any time. Uh, <laughs> hey, but now, now to be fair... And to be more optimistic, you know, we felt that way for many years about our basketball. And now there's probably some people out there asking themselves if they'll ever be able to beat our basketball team and the SEC. Yeah, you know, that is true. That's a good point. That's a very so, good point. Well, once we start getting those blue chip recruits, I hate to say it, it might be after Saban retires. That may be what we're waiting for. Uh, of course, I'd like to beat him while he's still around, but... Anyway, uh, absolutely. Uh, I guess this is a good time to, to segue, segue on, on to the uh, uh, rest, of, rest our of our college football, football slate. slate. Now, I already, I already mentioned, mentioned, of course, that game against NC State and Clemson. Obviously, that uh, did not go the way of the Wolfpack. Clemson uh, maintained their thir- now 37-game win streak at home uh, with a 30-20 to win in a battle of top 10 teams and another battle of top 15 teams we had Ole Miss uh, hold on against Kentucky 22 to 19 uh, I think you predicted that one correctly am I right Jackson oh well I'm thinking back I, I think I actually tried to ride with Kentucky against Ole Miss and what was I wrong but Kentucky couldn't ask for a better situations. I mean, you get that, you drive the ball down the field, closing seconds, easily in field goal range, and the turnover bug bites you. You fumble, Ole Miss recovers, and that's the ball game. So yeah, uh, but I mean, a, a great game. I mean, uh, K- Kentucky looked good, and and Ole Miss is scary. 
I don't think they're quite as good as our hogs, but Ole Miss is, Ole Miss is scary too. Well, uh, I know you got this one right. Oklahoma State 36, Baylor 25 in Waco. Yeah, they, the, the the revenge game from the from the championship game last year in the Big 12, and uh, Oklahoma State pretty much handled business from the start. Baylor did what most home teams do. They, they came back and tried to make a fight of it, but uh, the Cowboys were too much. Yep, uh, that was uh, Oklahoma State number nine, improving their ranking. Baylor takes a slight hit from its number 16 position. Now, one game that didn't go your way was uh, actually Wake Forest showed what a good team they were to hang with Clemson and take them to double overtime the week before when they went into Tallahassee and beat the number 23 Florida State Seminoles 31-21. to Wake Forest won that game? Wake Forest pulled it out by 10 points. Kind of flew under the radar, didn't it? With all the yes, other big action we had. So uh, uh, NC State actually gets Florida State this coming week. So uh, at home too in Raleigh. So I'm, I'm hoping that'll be a bounce back game for them. Two four and one teams could potentially have uh, ACC championship implications. Um, should be a good one. Uh, what, what are your I like the early thoughts on uh, that I game? I definitely like the Wolfpack at home. I, I think we discussed it a couple of weeks ago. That's just the place that uh, where dreams go to die. And uh, I think uh, NC State, uh, <laughs> NC State uh, bounces back. Uh, uh, I think Larry just has a whole whole lot better game at home. Uh, he was rattled by that crowd at Clemson and. Uh, just to go back to the home confines, and I, I think they get back on a winning track. Now, now speaking of home teams and uh, Big Twelve teams in particular, uh, I'm going to have to go to two two teams that are among the most surprising undefeated teams left in the country, and I think wow. we got to start talking about them. And I'm talking about the. TCU Horn Frogs and the Kansas Jayhawks. Jackson, what happened out in the Midwest this week? Well, the, I mean, the, the Kansas game. I mean, you would you would have thought that was uh, pandemonium had, had broken out in, in Kansas. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It's not even basketball season, and and it's Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I mean, that's all you're hearing. It uh, and TCU just absolutely dismantled Oklahoma. I mean, it was Oklahoma was never in that game start to finish. Uh, Oklahoma's losing their third in a row this week. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, they're, they're in trouble. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. But, but hats off to, to Kansas because they've been the doormat of really college football uh, other than maybe Vanderbilt for, for some years now. And, and now you look up and they're 5-0. And, and TCU's uh, five and zero, and I, I think they're they're both heading in, in a in a more positive direction than probably even anybody outside of their fan bases thought they could. Certainly, and that game that you're talking about for Oklahoma is, of course, the Red River Red River rivalry. Try to say that three times fast. 
uh, between Oklahoma and the Texas Longhorns, Texas took care of business at home this past weekend, 38 to 20 over West Virginia. Uh, rounding out our big 12 scores is Kansas state beating Texas at home. Number 25, Kansas state with a score of 37 to 28. Sounds like that's uh, one of the few of them I got right so far. Uh, I rode with, I think I told you last week, I was going to ride with Kansas State for once in their ranking, and uh, and they they proved that uh, at least for another week they they belong there. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Um, looking and inside the SEC here, uh, like you said, we uh, Arkansas is going to have a big test this coming week because Mississippi State handled texas a&m at home 42 to 24 of course texas a&m beat arkansas a couple weeks ago so uh are we going to have our hands full this week jackson oh uh, we're, we're, I mean, we're we're definitely gonna have our hands full uh if, if we don't figure something out on the back side of that defense i mean i think our defensive line is solid uh but if we don't figure out how to knock a pass down here and there uh, get to Will Rogers, fluster him a little bit early in the game, maybe get a pick. Uh, it would be nice to open the game with a pick six or, you know, something very positive to to hush up the home crowd and the, whatever the, the cowbells and all the noise and everything that just surrounds that atmosphere over there. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to have our hands full. I, I, do, I do think that the running game is enough for Arkansas to go to Starkville and get a, a rare win over there. We, we don't go over there and win very often. Uh, but I think the running game is enough. I, I give kudos to Rocket, uh, another 100-yard game against Alabama's defense. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he could go for a lot more this week if they open up some holes for him and let him run. Uh, I, I, I'm expecting good things. Uh, I'll work on a score for you before the, the end of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we're definitely going to have our hands full. We're going to have to score some points. Uh but uh, I, I do think we're still good enough to go in there and win because we still have a good football team. Well, we definitely need to be running the ball, especially if KJ's banged up. And uh, that always uh, is, is, you know, of course, you have to back that up with defense too. A good running game needs good defense, and that's kind of what got away from us this past week. But, uh, yeah, running has definitely been one of our strong points all season, and we're going to need that in Starkville. Uh Carrying on with some of our other scores, uh, kind of got a head scratcher this week where Minnesota uh, got ranked 21st in the country after four absolutely dominating victories. They beat uh, New Mexico 38 to nothing, and uh, then they beat uh, Western Illinois 62 to 10. Then they beat Colorado 49 to seven. And, you know, those are kind of, well, you know, might just be weak teams. But then they go into Lansing, Michigan, and they whip up on the Michigan State Spartans 34-7. to And that's when people started raising their eyebrows and saying, whoa, we might have something with Minnesota here. So then they get a home date this past weekend with Purdue, right? Purdue, who did not have a winning record coming into the game, Minnesota undefeated and flying high, and they got stifled to the tune of 20-10 to 10 Purdue. 
So I don't know what's going on in the Big Ten, but uh, that that one, uh, you know, it's like a different team must have showed up. I, I think I think we you know we pretty much rehash this one every every week on the cast too. Is uh, there's three teams in the big in the Big Ten. Uh, it, it's Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I think everybody else is just kind of battling for 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 fourth to the to the bottom because uh, there's only really three relevant teams that they have. And yeah, you, I, I guess uh, the Big Ten is like the the little league of the SEC. You got to be ready to play every week. Uh, I mean, we know SEC is the big dogs, so they got to be the minor league SEC. Uh, you know, just just better better strap it up and, and and get ready to go play every every week, week in week out, regardless of ranking, regardless of who the opponent is. I'll tell you this, Jackson. I'm really looking forward to your upset special this week because what I'm seeing around the country is I'm seeing a lot of upsets that you can't explain by the numbers. And let me give you another example from the scoreboard. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets were have had about as bad of a year as I think you can, you know, see from a major conference team. They got absolutely skunked against Clemson first game. That's no biggie. Then they they got a win against a, a small it looks like Division two school at home. Then they got embarrassed at their own home field, forty two to nothing by Ole Miss. And they followed that up with a trip down to Central Florida in which they got handled 27 to 10. They're one in three. And then they go to 24th ranked Pittsburgh and to everyone's shock, pull off the upset 26 to 21. Wow. I mean, again, it has to be a, a different team must have been wearing the jerseys. Because those those scores don't add up. No, no, something, uh, and that's the that's what I love about college football. Uh, Big Mo is anybody can beat anybody any week, and I mean I guess outside of Arkansas beating Alabama, anybody can beat anybody, and so you know it, it's just the craziness of college football, and and I absolutely love it. One more upset to drop in on you out west uh, from the top 15. Uh, we had uh, Washington actually fall on the road, number 15th ranked Washington Huskies, to the UCLA Bruins, 32-40. to 40. Of course, uh, not a huge surprise there given UCLA's, you know, got some pretty good players and they were playing at home. But, uh, but another upset nonetheless. Uh, USC and Oregon both uh, took care of business at home, and uh, you know I think those are, like you said, really the two teams that are going to matter come playoff time. So let's let's go ahead and turn the page to uh, our matchups for this week. Number eight, Tennessee travels down to uh, Baton Rouge to play the number twenty-five LSU Tigers, who are suddenly now four and one. Tennessee, of course, being undefeated. Who you got in that matchup, Jackson? Oh, uh, I'm I'm not sold on LSU yet. Uh, Big Mo, I know they're four and one. I know they're ranked. Uh, this is this is going to be a test for them, and uh, I, I'm high on Tennessee right now. 
I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Bulls and, until they let me down. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm, I'm a little bit jealous that Tennessee has has put together uh, what seems to be a better team than Arkansas because they were they kind of had a similar trajectory, which for years they really struggled along with us, and uh, to see them now in the top 10 and, and looking uh, dangerous. But at the same time, they also haven't played Alabama. So, That's you, know, right. you know, that they just may be finding out a little bit later than we do that there's a, uh, there's a they big drop off there. Coming. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, speaking of out West, we have a pretty good matchup. UCLA jumped up to the number 18 spot with their victory over Washington. UCLA is now undefeated, and they play at home this week against number 11, Utah. Uh, any thoughts on that action? Well, it sounds like a prize fight out with. Uh, UCLA is one of those places that's, you know, the allure of, of going in there, uh, regardless of what time of the day it is, uh, you know, I think it overwhelms teams, but uh, I think Utah's already proved they're they're for real, and I, I think they're going to be too much for the Bruins. I'm, I'm going to have to ride with the Utes. Right. Well, now here's one team that always gives the Crimson Tide a good game. We got Texas A&M going to Alabama Saturday at 7 p.m. on CBS. Do the Aggies have any magic? I don't think they have any magic. For the, the the Alabama crowd, uh, that they're gonna—I mean, it's gonna be hostile. Uh, and you know, I think Jimbo Fisher ran his mouth enough in the off season that he's getting his come up and uh, come come Saturday. I don't think there's any uh, upset looming in Tuscaloosa. I don't think there. I, I think it's going to be a good old fashioned Aggie butt kicking uh, to show everybody once and for all that they. They slipped up and beat Arkansas. It was a fluke. And, uh, I mean, I think Alabama rolls. And I think they roll big. All right. Well, I actually do not have a line on that game as of now. But uh, I'm assuming that it's it's going to be tilted in Alabama's favor. I wish I could give you a line to go by. The game probably will be heavily bet. But uh, now over on the other side – uh, of the state of the Alabama state line, you have the Georgia Bulldogs hosting the Auburn Tigers. Uh, has Georgia gotten his wake up call, and are they going to be ready for Auburn? Uh, I think the Georgia Auburn game is one that you always have circled if you're a Georgia fan because Auburn's difficult, tough. But but the problem is, you just you just said it. Georgia's had their wake up call. Uh, there's no telling how many bucks you know, they took from Kirby, Kirby Smart even on you know on the trip home. So they're not going to come out with with Missouri on their mind anymore. I think they're going to play focused and they're they're going to put put Auburn to rest at home pretty pretty soundly uh, and and pretty quickly in that game. All right. Now one of the uh, uh, conferences that's becoming one of the most interesting to watch, frankly, this season is the Big Twelve. We have number 20, Kansas State, going to the Iowa State Hawkeyes. Any thoughts on that, Jackson? Uh, you always set me up with these. Uh, give, give me 
Give me the, the Ames hometown favorite, Iowa State Cyclones at home, uh, you know, against almost anybody. And, and I, I think they get the job done this week, too. Right. Well, they actually have, let's see here, they actually have Kansas State favored by two. So you definitely like Iowa State to beat that. Uh, I do have a line for you now for Alabama. They're giving. Alabama's a 24-point favorite at A&M. Is that, worth, uh, is that worth betting on if you're in Alabama, if you're uh, picking Alabama in that game, 24 points? Well, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the score here. and I, I'm really thinking it's going to be something like it, like they did to Arkansas, something similar. Uh, might be even worse. You know, and that, you know, that was a 23-point win. Uh, I don't think Saban calls any kind of dogs off in this one because I, I think he's he's going to show Jimbo that he just it's probably best that he keeps his uh, mouth quiet from now on. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that one. Uh, you know, All right, just let the tide let the tide roll. <laughs> Mississippi State is a nine and a half point favorite as of uh, this Wednesday against Arkansas. So. Uh, if Arkansas get, keeps it, can keep it with a touchdown, which of course you and me like them to do, uh, might want to lay a definitely, few dollars on that game. Definitely, definitely do like them, like them to do it. Uh, and and a, a score came to me. It's not a classic score like I went with last week, but I'm going to go uh, uh, 35-31 in favor okay. of the road team, Arkansas, to go in there and just really push them around a little bit, run the ball, and uh, stop a late. Stop a late half uh, fourth quarter drive for Mississippi State driving to win the game, and maybe Dwight McLaughlin getting his third interception of the year. Uh, to All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, going back to the Big Twelve, you've already told us that you've got Texas over Oklahoma. What about Texas Tech at number seven, Oklahoma State? And I like the Red Raiders, you know, a lot. You know, I like to pick them. I like to ride with them, but. I think Oklahoma State's on a mission, you know, to, to, to show that, you know, they were within a half a yard of being in the playoff last year. And I, I think they're they're wanting to show college football that we're for real. And I, I think that you could very well see the Oklahoma State Cowboys in the playoffs. So in order to do that, they've got to win this weekend, and I like them to do so. All right. Very good. Well, let's, uh, let's get to the college football game that everyone's been waiting for. I mean, the one that's really – uh, what, what people tune into this podcast to hear about, and that's the TCU Horn Frogs against the Kansas Jayhawks. Okay, that's 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 top of everyone's list on games. Eleven o'clock Central on FS1, five and zero Kansas against four and zero TCU. Number nineteen against number seventeen, and you can just hear the excitement in my voice when I talk about this game because I, I I'm so ready for it. Who you got, Jackson? I would. I was waiting on you to tell me who was playing at home and the home field <laughs> Well, Kansas is the home team, but TCU is a seven-point favorite. This is the this is the home field advantage podcast, and I I want I want to ride with the home team. Uh, give give me the give me the Jayhawks. So, so let me get the hold. On, let me get this straight. Did I just hear Action Jackson pick? The Kansas Jayhawks 
against an undefeated Big 12 team that just beat the Oklahoma Sooners by 27 points. Did I? Did I? Am I missing something there? I'd have to rewind the podcast later and listen to it, but I, I don't think I have any reason to choose a cabbage twice, but I will. I'm, I'm going to take I mean, have, have I been swept up in a tornado and transported into uh, the land of Oz or, you know, some yellow brick road or something? You know, I, I feel disoriented here. We're talking about I've the Kansas Jayhawks. I've, I've definitely been wrong. I, I mean, I've been wrong lately. Uh, it just... You know, no, I, I, I believe in you. I'm, I'm just I'm this is more a statement of where Kansas has come. But hey, I believe in the magic too. Like you said, it's the home field advantage podcast. Um, we got a few minutes left here uh, for a little bit of NFL action. Uh, obviously, my Saints did not get it done in London, although they tried their best. Alvin Kamara was once again scratched out of the game. Uh, for those of you who caught a little bit of that game, uh, it ended with a double doink in which uh, New Orleans actually tied the game with a minute 30 left to play on a 64-yard field goal. Minnesota then drives down the field, kicks a field goal, uh, uh, takes, takes the lead with a field goal of their own. New Orleans gets the ball back, goes down the field, stalls out at about the uh well i'm sorry they complete a big pass to uh i'd say about the 40 yard line or so tee up a 60 yarder that is online and hits the post not once hits the post twice and bounces out for the loss and that's kind of a nutshell with if that ball hits the crossbar on the laces New Orleans ties that game. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, yeah. As many times as I've seen the replay, I still don't believe it. Uh, it I thought it was in. Uh, you know, and luckily enough for my team, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, much like Arkansas doesn't have to play Alabama, we don't have to play Kansas City again this week. We get a reprieve. We get to yeah. play the Atlanta Falcons at home. And I, I, just, I, I, feel, I feel very sorry for Atlanta this weekend because I, I think Tom Brady started to find some rhythm in that Kansas City game, and uh, I, I feel really sorry for the Falcons this weekend. Well, hey, hey, you know, don't don't take them lightly because New Orleans took them lightly too, and we took everything we had to pull out a win on week one. And I'll remind you of this, Atlanta actually has the same record as Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm not so, – I, I, I'm not in a position right now to take anybody lightly. We're gonna we're gonna have to line up and, <laughs> and show them show them who we are. But I think they're gonna get a big dose of Leonard Fournette, and and I think you know you could see you could see Mike uh, Mike Evans has some kind of career day. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, well, that you know, that would be nice. Uh, you know, I'm certainly neither of us are Atlanta fans, but I. I have to point out that whoever wins that game is going to have the outright lead for the division. So it's that, you know, both teams are going to be giving it all they got. Um, looks like we've hit our two minute warning here. Uh, actually we're, we're a little bit past two minute warning. Um, not a whole lot of other games to talk about. You know, we got Dallas at the Rams, uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, 
Uh, and uh, the Monday night game looks like the Raiders against the Chiefs. Real quickly, Jackson, who you got in Raiders-Chiefs on Monday night? Uh, and the Chiefs were so impressive. And, and I think Tampa Bay's defense is still very, very good. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Oakland's going to have enough answers for uh, for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, excuse me, Las Vegas, uh, for all you Raider fans. Uh, I know it's not in Oakland anymore. Uh, Vegas. You is, just rubbed uh, some salt uh, on that wound right there. I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, my apologies to the Raider Nation. I've, I've always loved the black hole and everything they are and everything. But uh, I, I'm going to have to ride with Kansas City. Uh, they 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 really impressed me on offense, and uh, I have to ride with the Chiefs. All right. Well, that will do it for our Home Field Advantage podcast week five. Uh, let's go Hogs this week. Let's go Wolfpack, Saints, and Buccaneers. And uh, hopefully we can get right this weekend. And you, you said it all uh, so well. All, all I can throw in is a, is a big amen. 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 amen.